You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. We're constantly working against it and struggling. Being intentional about your time management and the things that you're choosing to invest your valuable time and energy into can make everything else in your life just feel easier. And all it takes is a little bit of mindfulness and intentionalism. So with that in mind, today I'm sharing 40 things that might be stealing your time. Number one is oversleeping. Now this is coming from somebody who definitely values getting my full eight to really nine hours of sleep and I'm pro naps. I like starting here because you're going to notice in these lists that it's not the things or the actions themselves that are always bad or that always detract from your time. It's letting them get out of hand and not finding the right kind of balance. So speaking of balance, number two is undersleeping. When we undersleep, we get that mental fog, which naturally makes all of our projects slower. It drags things out. It decreases our efficiency when you haven't allowed your body to recuperate and regenerate which is done through sleeping. Number three is a little bit deep, but I feel like it has to be mentioned because it's prevalent everywhere, and that is addiction. So whether you're draining all of your time away, like scrolling through social media or just attached to your cell phone or playing video games or drinking too much, smoking, drugs, like any kind of addiction, the nature of addiction is to time absorb. As I was making this list, I found that I kept coming back to some of my least favorite people traits, traits that some people hold that I tend to be a little more annoyed by. And one of those is number four, which is excessive worrying. Worrying is such a passive thing. Now, again, I'm not saying that you're never to worry or be concerned about anything, but it's that whole obsessive, habitual, like feeling like your natural default response is worrying. It's just a huge time waste. You can sit there and obsess and worry about any random thing and accomplish nothing other than maybe annoying the people that you're excessively worrying about. Number five is nosiness. So whether you are wasting your time peeking through the blinds at the neighbors to see what they're doing or actively verbally gossiping about somebody to somebody else or just like investing hours researching people to see what's going on in their lives and what you can talk about on social media, all of that nosiness is really just a waste of your time. You could be doing something more productive and more life enhancing for yourself. Number six is under planning or under preparedness. I can tell you if I wake up and I don't have like a to-do list from the night before or some kind of a calendar telling me what I need to work on that day, I'm probably not going to get a whole lot done. But number seven is over planning. Undercook, overcook. That's a Parks and Rec reference. Over planning is also a waste of time. It's a way to really just get into the details and focus on something beyond the point that you need to be focusing on it. And it pulls your attention and your energy around from bigger picture thinking and from other tasks that you probably should be working on. In fact, over planning can be a really great form of procrastination. Number eight is poorly functioning equipment. Those things are a huge waste of time. And I know a lot of times we'll be like, I don't want to invest in a new one of these things. So I'm going to try to rig this to make it last as long as possible. But sometimes we push that so far that we're actually wasting more time than its value is worth in the process. Number nine, not having a grocery list. I mentioned this one in my 15 systems that have simplified my life that we have a continuous list running throughout the house. That way I'm not having to try to rack 
my brain right before I go to the store and I'm definitely not putting myself in a position of showing up to a grocery store with no idea and no list because I will stare at aisles for hours. Number 10 is lacking systems. That means either not having systems or having systems that are just kind of working and nobody's really enforcing or sticking to. Systems are basically just these engines and cogs that keep things flowing smoothly so everybody knows what their tasks are, what are expected of them, what to do in any given situation, like a standard of procedures for your household. Again, if you want some more examples on what those could be and what they are for myself and my household, then be sure to check out that video, 15 Systems That Have Simplified My Life. This would not be my channel if I did not mention clutter, which is a huge time waste. Whether you're having to dig through things because you're constantly losing stuff, or you're having to move things in order to sit down and use the functionality of a space, or you're having to detour around some of the things that you have stored on your floor, clutter can just be a huge time waste. And that's not to mention the things that you have to maintain on a daily basis, like extra laundry and extra dishes. Number 12 is perfectionism. And a little touch of perfectionism isn't a terrible thing. There are some great qualities and some great people who are able to accomplish a lot because they're slightly perfectionistic. But perfectionism can be a form of procrastination and it can delay the progress of any given task or project. That brings me to number 13, which is procrastination itself. It comes in many forms, perfectionism or boredom or dread because you're really not looking forward to doing something. But in general, the act of procrastination is obviously in itself a way to waste time. Number 14 is something that I personally struggle with and that is minutia. There's this whole art industry, I feel like, to looking at the details and fine-tuning things, but getting too far into that and really tunnel visioning on all of the little details can waste tons of time. It keeps you from looking at the project as a whole many times and really making these high-level decisions about how you're spending your time, how you're investing your resources, etc. Which brings me to number 15, over-organizing. That's kind of the issue that I have with over-organizing is that you're focusing on all of the little details, the color-coded tabs, you know, like the stickers and the label printing and all of the little things that can be a lot of fun, but it also can be a huge waste of time, not only in creating the over-organized systems, but in maintaining them later on. But in all things balance, right? Because number 16 is under-organizing. If you don't know where things go, if you don't have a clear idea of the functionality of any given space, because there's just a lot of disorganization, then you're having to invest more time into locating and planning and figuring out what's going on and where things are. So you do need to have some level of organization in order to be efficient inside of your space. Number 17 is figuring things out. I have a love-hate relationship with this because I do love to dig into things. I love to learn and I love to grow in every area. And I feel like when you invest time into figuring things out yourself, a lot of times it does stick better. However, there are easier ways to go about learning information, being efficient with your resources. If I wanted to learn computer coding, rather than trying to look up each individual little piece of code on the internet, I would probably want to take a class or a lesson in computer coding because that's going to save me time. It's going to be more efficient. So we want to be efficient about how we're figuring things out and make sure that we are effectively using the resources that we have at our disposal, as opposed to willy-nilly researching, 
and perusing and falling down rabbit holes and then, you know, like following this trail in this direction and then realizing it's not the thing that you meant to be looking up. Figuring things out can be an act that takes a lot of time and ends up wasting a lot of time if you're not doing it correctly. Moving on in our list here, number 18 is multitasking. Research has shown that we're not actually able to multitask multiple different tasks and ideas at once. So instead, what our brains are doing is jumping back and forth from one task to another. And research actually calls it context switching. And it has been proven to exponentially decrease our efficiency with each additional task that we're trying to multitask, which is also exponentially increasing the amount of time wasted. The only time where I feel like multitasking is really valid is when it comes to number 19, which is waiting. Now there are some things just in life that we have to wait on, but we're not actively sitting there doing nothing while we're waiting. Like when you call a government office and you are expecting to be on hold for 45 minutes to two hours, then it's a good time to try to do another task, use that time more efficiently, so you're not literally just wasting your time sitting on hold on the phone. Number 20 is some relationships. And you know what those relationships are, especially if they are toxic relationships, because by nature, toxic people tend to absorb your time and energy. It's like just being in in a relationship with them or having them in your life at all is absorbing and taking away all of your time and energy. Even if it's not a toxic person, just over investing and over extending your social capacity in relationships that aren't really providing a whole lot of value can be a huge waste of your resources. Number 21 is something that we can't always control and I absolutely hate it and that is mental fog. When you're not optimized mentally, it really does slow down all the other processes and a lot of times this is biologically based or even medically based and there's not a whole lot that you can do about it, but sometimes there are things that you can do. So making sure that you're eating the right foods and that you are actually eating food and not skipping meals. Making sure that, you know, going back to numbers one and two, that you're not oversleeping and giving yourself mental fog that way or undersleeping and taking away your mental clarity in that capacity. Number 22 is a good one and it is not evaluating, not auditing things. Data is so good at giving you more efficiency and more information on what you need to invest your time and your energy into going forward. And so if you're not evaluating how much time things are taking, which things have been proven to be worth the time that you're investing into them, you're going to find that you're wasting and utilizing a lot more of your time and resources in areas that maybe aren't the best option for you. Number 23 is the news. I've fallen into the news trap before myself. Get the news that you need, get in and get out because all of the news stations are designed to keep you there, to say things that are interesting or that you're going to want to continue watching and a lot of it is filler and repetitive content. Number 24 is checking email. It's best if you can dedicate one to two times per day that are specific as opposed to trying to respond to emails and email notifications as they come in throughout the day. That can really cause tons of distractions and loss of focus, which will waste a lot of your time. Number 25, some people are probably going to disagree, especially some previous generations, but that is phone calls. Phone calls can really waste time. Now, yes, it's important that you cultivate relationships and that you do invest time into the relationships that are important to you. But there are some things that can just as quickly, if not way more effectively, get translated through a text or an email or something that's faster than having to sit and have the pleasantries and the filler conversation and, you know, waiting on the phone, essentially. You can spend hours per phone call 
just sitting on the phone. I'll tell you most of the time, I just don't do it. I will leave my phone in the other room, I'll put it on do not disturb, and I'll respond to my text messages as I need to, you know, as I go back and check on them. Won't even respond to some phone calls unless a voicemail is left. I'm able to do this and feel okay about it because 26 is people pleasing. If you are wholly devoted to people pleasing or you just have this, this personality or, or nature or habit about you that makes you feel like you need to make everybody happy. First of all, that's not possible. You're going to be disappointed pretty regularly. But also, it's going to take a lot of your time because if you're trying to make people happy, that's not something that's going to be constant. People are always going to need something more to make them happy. And so you're going to find that you're investing quite a bit of time in just trying to fill this void or this purpose of people pleasing. Number 27 is checking your phone. Also probably ties back to what we mentioned earlier about addiction, technology addiction. It can be really good practice to turn off the notifications or set times for your notifications so that you're not constantly being drawn to look at your phone and then get distracted by something else that you never intended to look at when you pulled your phone out. Number 28 doesn't need much explanation and that is mindless TV watching. Number 29 is shopping. Yes, it takes a lot of time. Sure, it can be fun. It can be a great way to decidedly procrastinate, but it does take time. And so if there are things that you need to shop for, not even that you're necessarily wanting to waste time shopping for, but that you're like, oh, I need to do this shopping trip, it can be great to really batch those times, try to do them all in one fell swoop while you're out. Number 30 is overextending. This ties in a lot of the things that we've spoken about previously, like multitasking and people pleasing and under planning. All of these things can lead to and be the result of over extending yourself. And when you overpack your calendar, kind of like with the multitasking, you're having less energy and efficiency and time available to dedicate to any given thing. So you're going to find that your efficiency does tend to drop off and also that you're constantly out of time and don't have enough time to finish your to-do list and don't have enough time to do the fun activity that you wish that you could do, like reading a chapter of your book. Number 31 is interruptions, which is kind of obvious. When people interrupt your progress, it takes you a minute to get back into your flow. But on the other end of that spectrum, number 32 is tunnel vision. This is another thing that I struggle with. Because when you're so hyper-focused on any given task or project, everything else can kind of get fuzzy and fall to the background. And all of a sudden, you don't have time to do all of the other things that you need to do. You don't have the time for yourself. And also, probably even more importantly, you're not zooming out and able to get a bird's eye view of the project as a whole and get that higher level thinking. So tunnel vision can really just suck all of your time and energy into this tunnel. Number 33 is long timelines. There's that whole saying that I'm going to misquote, but essentially it says that tasks expand to fill the time allotted to them. So if you are in a college course, for example, and it says at the end of the semester, there's a research paper that's due, well, you're probably not going to get that research paper done in a week or two, even though you could, you're going to wait till the end of the semester, it's going to fill that time. So a lot of times when we're too generous with our timelines, it actually does us a disservice. Number 34 is dread. That's another one of those causes of procrastination, just, oh, I don't want to do it, or it seems like it's going to be a big schlog. And so, 
we feel this dread and not only does it make the process slower because we're dragging our feet and our mindset is not on board with the project, but also it leads us to doing other things. And in general, it just adds extra pockets of wasted time throughout the entire task or project. Number 35, I think is an interesting one, and that is micromanaging. It's like you've already asked somebody else or delegated a task to somebody else. It could be your spouse, it could be your kids, like anybody. You ask them to do something, but then you sit there and you micromanage the whole thing. And essentially, it's like there are two people putting in the amount of time that one person was meant to put in. But we've also got to mention the other end of the spectrum, which is shoddy work. And that's number 36. When you do something wrong and you have to redo it, that again is a waste of time. You're wasting 100% of the time that you previously spent doing something because you took shortcuts or you didn't do it right or you went the super cheap route for something that you knew wasn't going to last longer than a couple of days. Number 37 is having too many options. This is one of those byproducts of clutter as well. Having too many options and too many decisions to make can lead to decision paralysis. You're kind of just frozen in this in-between time period from I need to make this decision and actually making the decision. Pulling back to, again, my least favorite people traits. Number 38 being easily offended. People who are easily offended end up investing and wasting a lot of time in their offense. They're sitting there, they're brooding, they're pouting, they're upset, they're angry, they're arguing because they're easily offended. They have this habit of responding to things with offense and it's a huge time waste. Similarly, number 39 is having a victimhood mentality or just this whole mindset of helplessness. I can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. Even though other people can do it, I can't do it. So I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna think and talk about why I can't do it and wait for somebody else to come and do it for me. You know, like this whole mindset really uh, can really hold you back from taking any action, from being productive, efficient, from growth in general, and in itself is a huge waste of time. And number 40, which kind of touches on all of them just to wrap things up, is a negative or unhelpful mindset. So I'm not just talking about personality traits or habits that we may have, like the victimhood mentality or the worry wart, but just having a mindset that's not on board with whatever it is that you're going to be doing adds an extra level of resistance. And resistance slows things down. It adds friction, right? So even if you're just talking about, you know, putting the patio furniture away, but you are not mentally on board with it, you're kind of like, I don't want to do that, or you're struggling, or you're distracted, or you're just, you know, you're not feeling in a good mood, you're not optimized, you're going to find that that whole process takes longer, that you're a little more sluggish, and that it's a lot less pleasurable to follow through with that project or task. Getting your mindset on board is one of the first things that I tell people when we talk about creating a holistic clutter-free space or just decluttering a drawer even. If you get your mindset on board first, things are going to move more quickly. They're going to be a lot more easy to do and they're going to be a lot more pleasurable in the process. I'll chat with you here next week.